Hello guys, welcome to the well, welcome to episode two of the Cold War, the World War, and the beginning of the Cold War. According to Joseph Stalin, Joseph Stalin says, and I quote: "The Red Army and Navy and the whole Soviet people must fight for every inch of Soviet soil, fight to the last drop of blood for our for our towns and villages." onward to victory these are the words of joseph stalin while the causes of the cold war are much more complex and long the events leading up to during and the aftermath of the world war 2 had much to do with the start of the cold war first there was a deep distrust distrust between the soviets and the americans during the war and peace harry truman was america's president at the end of the war and for and the first few years after and he especially disliked and distrusted stalin even though they were technically allies in the war both were suspicious of the other historians almost universally agreed agree that the first world war and the second world war are intricately connected and really cannot be understood apart from one another this meant that russia's exit from the first world war began a pattern of distrust that would carry over to the second world war and beyond another major factor contributing to the soviet unions alienation uh, alienation from the rest of the uh, allies was that stalin and the soviet union had had originally had originally allied themselves with the germans and hitler during the interwar world period it was only when hitler decided to invade russia that they became an allied nation thus the british and the other allied countries also distrusted their soviets even as they tried even as as they fought the war on the same side the other allies felt that the soviets were forced to fight on their side rather than choosing to side with them as previously stated the first world war and the second world war were deeply connected events the world though the world thought that first world war was the war to end all wars but they were wrong world war 2 caused far more death and destruction involved more than one genocide and impacted more nations and people and peoples than ever thought imaginable most recognized that the first world war had been a contributing factor to the outbreak of world war 2 therefore they also understood that the peace had to be very different thus the way that the second world war ended was transformative for the entire world however one thing was clear the united states 
and the Soviet Union were the new superpowers. Because of their deep, deep distrust and because of their ideological differences, these two superpowers became rivals wrapped in a dichotomy that would impact the entire world. Both saw each other and the rest of the world in black and white, so to speak. Both defined themselves against the other. Whatever the Soviet Union was or believed or stood for, the United States was not and vice versa. Also, both saw the rest of the world in similar terms, either you are with us or you are against us, meaning that the other nations were either allied with capitalism and the United States or communism and the Soviet Union. There could not be another viable alternative. This was precisely why the Cold War had such far-reaching re effects. The United States and the Soviet Union did not or could not fight each other directly. Instead, they fought for control and for allies everywhere else. To make matters worse, this happened in the midst of rapid social and political change around the world. In the wake of the Second World War, major world powers gave up their global co colonies in a process known as decolonization. Sometimes this happened voluntarily. when former colonizers gave up their colonies, but more often was the result of revolutionary movements in the colonies respectively, themselves. Since more and more countries and territories were gaining independence and forming new governments and economic systems, the United States and the Soviet Union had ample battleground. The United States genuinely believed that communism was like a virus. Once one country was infected with communism, it would spread and spread to other countries. This became known as the domino theory. The belief that like dominoes, one country fall, one country's fall to communism would cause another and another and another until eventually the entire world would be infected with communism, including the United States and our allies. In the wake of the Second World War, the domino theory thus led to the American po policy of containment to stop the spread of communism and its eventual spread to the United States. It needed to be contained where it was. It could not, under any circumstances, be allowed to spread 
beyond where it already existed. The domino theory and the policy of containment became the guiding foreign policy principles for the United States throughout the Cold War. They led the United States to intervene in other nations' affairs time and again. In the intermediate, in the immediate aftermath of the World War II, the United States and Soviet Union divided much of Europe and some of the rest of the world into spheres of influence. Since Russia had sacrificed so much more than the US, to end the war, far more civilians and combatant, combatant casualties and, and unspeakable damage to their infrastructure and land. There was no way that the US could limit their role in the post-war in, in post -war world. Therefore, the USSR also oversaw the, re uh, the restructuring of most of the European Eastern European countries, that is East Germany and the eastern side of the capital city Berlin. Communism, communist governments were created in much of Eastern Europe. The Soviet-aligned countries came to be known as the Eastern Bloc and included the USSR, Bulgaria, Czechoslovakia, East Germany, Hungary, Poland, Romania and Yugoslavia. The U.S. would, the, the United States would attempt to spy on and, and undermine the governments of these countries throughout the Cold War. On the other hand, though most of the most most of the Western Europe were directly aligned with the U.S., Belgium, Britain, Denmark, Greece, Iceland, Italy, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Norway, Turkey, and West Germany. Also, while Austria, France, Ireland and Sweden were technically neutral, they were certainly more aligned with the Western Bloc. Only Switzerland and Finland managed to remain neutral. Europe was truly divided. The United States developed specific policies that aimed to at fighting the spread of communism the marshall plan the marshall plan was a major one as europe especially reeled in the wake of the second world war the united states and its allies in europe chiefly great britain greatly feared that weaker nations were more prone to falling to communism the widespread destruction and, and death as well as resulting starvation and poverty might make the doctrines of communism appealing to a great many people therefore under the marshall plan the united states offered a, a aid to any country need, needing it provided that they were not affiliated with communism the marshall plan was was directly related to the domino theory and containment its purpose was to prevent communism from spreading anywhere else and it aimed to win america more and more allies as we discussed above deep distrust 
divided the US and the USSR. However, another factor during the Second World War widened this chasm. The dropping of the atomic bombs on Japan to the Soviet Union, this made the United States a terrifying foe. While the Russians had been spying on America's nuclear program, the US executed two of the spies for espionage, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. They were not able to produce nuclear weapons yet. To make matters worse, the United States did not discuss their plans to use the bombs with the Soviet Union during the war. This set the precedent for a dangerous arms race that continued throughout the most of the Cold War. Domestically, domestically, both nations began fielding the Cold War, fighting the Cold War with their own citizens. Both countries developed means to not only spy on each other and compete, but also to repress any discontent and non-conformity within their own country. The actions of the Soviet investigative branch, the KGB, are legendary. Many citizens were interrogated, imprisoned, or sent to labor camps for non-conformity with the communist doctrine. The United, in the United States, this, this ushered in a, a new red scare, arguably more fevered and devastating than the first. The Congress established the House Un-American Activities Com Com Committee, the HUAC, <coughs> whose purpose in the beginning was to root out communists and communists and communist sympathizers working in any capacity for the federal government. Its most outspoken proponent was Senator Joseph McCarthy from Wisconsin, who took office in 1947, which is why the hunt of communists during this era is often referred to as McCarthyism. Hundreds of employees were dragged in front of HUAC for questioning, especially as, as the Red Scare went on and this committee became more and more powerful. The line of questioning was often unfair and certainly in violation of due process. Many people who were most likely innocent of any wrongdoing lost their jobs. What was more, these hearings were very public. So they lost their reputations, their friends feared to associate with them, and some even lost the loyalty of their families. It is not an exaggeration to say that the HUAC ruined many lives. The HUAC did not contain itself to federal employees or the public sector. It did not take long for them to begin investigating people working in, their, in other industries, including people working in Hollywood and other media outlets including journalists. Infamously, a Hollywood blacklist emerged. No one could or would work with the actors, writers, directors, or other artists who were on the list. It also did not take long for the HUAC's missions to spread as well. State and local governments began forming their own versions of this kind of committee to hunt communists in their midst. Private companies 
as well took similar actions, often instituting loyalty oaths and other means of enforcing com conformity and loyalty. A new atmosphere of fear emerged that would haunt America for more than a decade. On the other hand, Americans feared anyone who was different or refused to conform in any way because they might be a threat to national security. However, on the other hand, people lived with a great fear of being accused of being a communist, which betrayed a knowledge that many accused were actually innocent. This shaped the way people acted and the decisions that they made, which had a huge impact on American life. The culture, this culture of conformity is more fully explored, will be fully explored in the future. In many ways, the 1940s shaped how the Cold War would progress and the decades ended with a major blow to the United States. While communism had existed in, in parts of China, it had been an issue in their ongoing and had been an issue in the ongoing civil war. The country did not become communist until 1949. China was massive in size, both regarding land and population. It was also stra strategically located. The Soviet Union now had a major ally in Asia. Containment had failed and America feared China's influence in the Eastern world. It would not be long before the United States would be embroiled in military conflict in Asia.